spare some change, sir? One beggar to another? Mr. Darian Rennes could have made his point to the homeless pile of rags simply by continuing his pace down the busy sidewalk, allowing his suit, cufflinks, briefcase, watch, and shoes to melt into the downtown lights on the other side of the street, melting in where they belonged. Maybe it was the unusual nature of the rags' request that compelled Darian to offer a four-word response. I'm not a beggar. You do beg, sir. Still, how about a donation to an opposite? A businessman to a time traveler. Huh? The former is bound by time, while the latter transcends it. Opposites. So, time traveling. It's a poetic way of describing unemployment? I wasn't being poetic, sir. The traffic signal changed from walk to stop. Darian had to stay on the street corner with the talking rag pile. Listen, I don't know what you've been snorting or smoking to make you hallucinate like this, but I'm not in the habit of throwing money at the unemployed or of being a beggar. You do beg, sir. You've always begged. Expecting some political critique of his career, Darian turned away. The head of the rags leaned in his direction. You're on your way to get your son out of daycare, aren't you, Mr. Renus? John got another disciplinary note from the teacher, I think. Excuse me? To think there was a time John almost died in infancy from a particularly severe case of spinal muscular atrophy. You begged then. You begged to anyone who could hear you. I don't know what game you're playing, con man or gypsy or whatever you are. But while I don't know where you got my name and the name of my son, your information is bogus beyond that. My son has always been a fine, healthy boy. Of course. You begged that he would be so. The same way you begged for your wife Teresa to not die in childbirth. The same way you begged you would have the strength not to faint when Teresa walked down the aisle towards you. The same way you begged when you saw her at a campus party, wishing you weren't already sleeping with Victoria Serena. Whoa, trying to blackmail me now? I'll have you know I never slept with any woman apart from my wife, and I'll take an oath in court. I know you didn't. You did proposition Victoria, but she rejected you for a reason she wouldn't explain. It tore you up until you met Teresa, didn't it? What? You've been a beggar all your life, Darian. You begged to be accepted into a prime business college, putting you into that fancy suit you're wearing. You begged for your father that he would overcome his cancer to live another year, or two, or five. You begged in midair, falling off a cliff face during a rock climb when your tether snapped. I've never been rock climbing. Darian protested, although he had never found out why the park had unexpectedly closed that day. Like I said, you begged, wishing in a moment of freefall that the climb had never happened. Listen, cut it out. Everything you've been spinning here is nonsense, pure fiction and fantasy. Nothing you've said has ever happened in my past. And for the last time, I do not beg. 
And for the last time, you do beg. You're begging right now. On one hand, you're begging for that traffic signal to change to walk. If only it had stayed on walk longer in the first place, right? You're begging the way people begged when the British stomped out the American colonies' rebellion. In the way the British begged when the Third Reich overtook them. The way I and my people begged when the Time Stream Control Act of 1966 was signed into law. Everybody begs, Mr. Renus. And there's one thing most people beg for all the time, whether or not they know it. <sighs> you, like everyone else on this street, like everyone else in this world, are begging to know no powers beyond the ones you can control. A hand and wrist emerge from the rags. A wrist with a massive gold-plated watch, full of unreadable dials. Another hand appeared to twist the watch face. I'm not a beggar. Mr. Darian Rennis, suit, briefcase and all, walks straight past a homeless person's pile of empty rags. The walk sign on the traffic signal was still on. He picked up his steps, making it across the street with the rest of the crowd. He made it to the parking garage ahead of time, and at this rate, he'd be at his son's daycare in no time, ready to give the teacher a piece of his mind about John's latest disciplinary note. Nobody had better interrupt him on his way there. A city worker in a brilliant yet nondescript high-visibility vest watched Mr. Rennis go. Seeing him make it to the parking garage, the worker got out the needed tools to adjust the traffic lights back to their normal timing. Everybody begs, Mr. Renus. Everybody begs, whether they know it or not. 